This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. Hey everybody. And joining us for another off-season showdown, it's a man with more grand final experience than most, Scott Bailey. Welcome. What's the team, Bungard? Mate, not a lot. How are you? I'm going all right. I'm glad you guys have welcomed me back after the disaster that was Slow Your Brain. Pretty sure that won't feature in any famous grand finals on this list. <laughs> well, uh, Scotty, that was very disappointing. But um, rede- redemption is always available in the Boom Rookies universe. Just please don't fuck it up like you did last time. <laughs> Why, oh, no, who's mine? Jeremy? No, Paul Skulls. Paul Skulls. Wayne Schloss. Wayne Schloss. Wayne Schloss. Forget, yeah. Never forget Wayne Schloss. Not a real yeah. person. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be thinking about that one all summer. <laughs> um, so as you may have guessed from the tone of our conversation or by reading the title of this podcast, we are back to do another bracket this time it'll be a little bit different we are going to determine the greatest grand final of the nrl era and if i had a venn diagram and the two circles were people who like the mcintyre system and people whose opinions i respect about rugby league there would only be two names bisecting both of those circles and it is the two men with me for this show uh nick would you like to explain to the listeners why you love such a flawed system so very much and why we are using it today Good use of bisection there. Um, look, we wanted to change it up a little bit. We didn't want to just have another normal sort of knockout bracket like we did the other week for the sports, the best sports movie character. I wanted to change it up a bit. And we'd already decided that we'd have um, my dear friend and mentor, Scott Bailey, along for the ride. And we were trying to come up with formats. How are we going to do it? You know, which grand finals are going to make the tournament because the numbers are all weird and screwy, screwy or whatever. And then we decided... What we will do is we will have McIntyre systems, plural. We'll have, we have, we have, we have, we have two of them, right? We have two of them. One has seven confirmed entrants plus a play in playing game for eight spot, as does the other one. The two McIntyre systems will run. We will have a champion from each bracket. Finally, a Super Bowl between the two, the two last games standing. Before we get to the games that have made it, we got to get to the games that haven't made it. So play the in memoriam music. Yeah, we we so we 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 capped this to NRL era to sort of cut down the crowd a little bit, and then to cut down the crowd a little bit more, we had to put in a couple of pretty arbitrary but we think smart rules. So if a team won a premiership, if they won two premierships in relatively close succession, so like two in three years or back to back or something like that, we only took the best grand final that that team was in. So, so that 2022 means we, and 2018. See you later. Yeah. So it means we lose 2022. We lose 2018. We lose 2000 as well with the Broncos. We bumped off the two salary capped storm teams. So 07 and 09 are out. And if a team won the grand final by a pretty big margin and were expected to, so if a big favorite came in and just got it done, we bumped them off too. So 2017 is out as well. That doesn't jet degenerate. That doesn't denigrate what any of those teams did winning grand finals is good and hard. And even if it's the worst game of all time, it can still be the best day of your life, but we got a lot of games to get through here and wasting time, arguing the merits of the 2017 grand final just didn't 
appeal to us that much. And 2011 fit none of those criteria, but it's still out. (laughs) Well, 2011, we we decided it was just close enough to 2008 that that we could justify bumping it off. And 2011, I think, was a better game than people remember. And I know Scotty agrees with me about Mm. this. It was. It was because Warriors give me only a scare late. But I must say, uh, it felt to me like, and this sounds rather arrogant, but the week before when the Warriors beat Melbourne in the prelim final was kind of the... uh, was the moment more yeah. so than the grand final in some ways, I reckon, that year. But Agreed. it was still, you're right, it's still an underrated grand final. I think, I, I boys, think very back, similar to... Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. No, I no, I agree. It's, it's, it's a good It's similar final. to 2017 in that once the Cowboys bumped off the Roosters, everyone knew who was going to win that grand final. I think. Anyway. Pretty much. Uh, and we're not including 2023 because A, we don't want to be prisoners at the moment, and B, I think all three of us would just say it's the best one because it was awesome. Well, uh, part, of, part of what makes a lot of these grand finals... Uh, resonate with me is kind of what happened in the years afterwards, you know? So the, mm. the way that my perception of a game changes over time, the historical significance of it changes, even if it's just over a couple of years. And we don't quite have that with 2023 yet. So when, you know, 10 years time, when it's, you know, little Bertrand Jr. Mm. And, you know, Campo the third hosting the show, then they can bring in 2023. But until then, we're yes. putting it on ice for a little while. Yes. So, so that gives us that gives us what? 18 left. 18, 18, 18 games. games left with two playing games. So we didn't obviously seeding this would be completely redundant because that would make the entire thing a waste of time. So they were all inputted completely randomly by me into two conferences. The only thing I did not do randomly was I put the two playing games in two separate two separate top eights. Everything else was completely random. And let's start there by breaking that playing game from two to one and we have a face-off between the 2001 grand final where the Newcastle Knights defeated the Paramount Eels 30 to 24 and the 2020 grand final where the Melbourne Storm defeated the Penrith Panthers 26 to 20. Scotty you noted that these two games had very similar vibes about yeah I think in a lot of ways so right you've got a the the false that's a comeback but the failed comeback at the end but it's also like power in 01 was so good hey like Mm. they were they were the team they scored a billion points, they broke records, and then started really, really terribly on grand final day. And it's the exact same about Penrith. Penrith probably better, I reckon, in the grand final than Para were. So Penrith 2020's grand final is probably better than Para 01, but still the exact same scenario plays out. And obviously they won 17 straight going into that game and had broken a stack of club records on the way there too. Yeah, it, it, that, that that team still lives on in my mind rent-free more than 20 years later. They were just so good to watch. And mm. it was at a time in rugby league where, anyway, we've, we've talked about this at nauseam in the past, but if anyone cares, go back and look at the ladder in, in those years, and especially 2001. Like the, the good teams just scored a disgusting amount of points. Like Parramatta's attack was broken. Like They scored the most points ever in a season. But there's like six or seven other teams that score either just under or just over 700 points as well. Like the Melbourne Storm score 704 points, concede 725 and miss the finals. Like it was an absolutely ridiculous competition. Like the worst attack in the comp was the West Tigers and they still scored nearly 500 points, Kemper. You were you were quite young when this when this season happened, but what do you remember about it? What do you remember about the just glut of attacking rugby league we had around this time? Glad, well, when you're that age, you can't really perceive footy being any different at the footy mm-hmm. year before or whatever. But what you've raised there is another parallel between these two seasons. So 2001 was, um, they had unlit was when they had unlimited interchange and they really ramped it up. And that's why there's an explosion of attacking football, even compared to just the year or two prior. And then 2020, of course, is the year they brought in the, 
the, the six again rule and radically altered the fabric of the entire sport. And I think in sort of modern football, so probably, you know, the last 25 years or so, I think the only way that you can get a team as dominant as the 01 Eels or the 2020 Panthers. So the 01 Eels still hold the record for most points scored in a season. The 2020 Panthers only lost one game until the grand final. The only way that can happen, the only way a team can be that good is if you put your foot on the scale a little bit, you know, if you sort of bring in a rule that just radically changes the way the game is played. And like one, one, like one, there might be one team that's able to adapt to it better. And as a result of that, their record gets super, super inflated. Um, Imagine Penrith with unlimited interchange today, by the way. I would, ra- I would rather not. <laughs> I would rather well, not. Mind you, to be honest, part of their strength is like how good their bench is. So. That's well, true, how, but like you could just they are, yeah. rotate yeah. them all. Like you could rotate them all in for a couple of hit-ups every single set, which is I what teams were more, doing around this time. Yeah. I think the more terrifying concept is the 01 Eels with the six again. Yeah. Because they already play so, so fast all the time, all the time, all the time. And they've got so much skill across the park. Like that's the more mm. terrifying thing, I think. But like, let's get, let's get into the, let's get into the matchup here. Right. So yep. I'm planting the flag in 01. I think 01 is, 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 is the clear choice for mm. a couple of reasons. One, uh, when you go back and watch 2020, the Storm team, when you see it, is better than you remember. Here's the bench for the Storm. <laughs> Brandon Smith, Tino Fa'asul Malawi, Dale Finuc, and Nico Hines. That's a pretty good bench. That's the that's the bench. You know what I mean? They're, so they're a little bit more accomplished than you think. Penrith, while they'd only lost the one game all season, they had the weird stuff with Tyrone May and Brent Naden. That meant that they were a little yeah. bit lesser than they had been. And if you look at the tries that the Storm score in the first half when they race out to that 20-0 lead, like there's a there's the penalty try to Justin Nolan, there's a length of the field intercept to Suli Asi Bunavalu, and there's that weird Cameron Smith one where the ball gets knocked out of his hands and then he picks it up and scored again, right? But then you look at the tries the Knights scored early in 2001 where they put on that absolute blitz. Mm. It's all great, great footy. It's like blokes hitting holes. It's Joey just... Absolutely feeling it. It's Ben Kennedy rampaging Billy over the Peter top of the first half had, double. I forgot how good Ben Kennedy was in this game until I watched the the stuff back last night. Till this day, see, till this another, day, Scotty, the biggest Churchill robbery. But see, that's I, another. I, that's another great parallel between these two games. So Ben Kennedy sh- should have got it in 01. 100%. and Nelson Asafa Solomona should have got it in mm. twenty. And both times they were sort of shown up by a flashier spine player. Mm. You know, so, and the other reason I'm going for 01 is 2020 doesn't have the same element of tragedy because Penrith came back and won the next three premierships. Like there's probably not a Penrith fan who ever thinks about 2020 ever. No. Whereas this was the greatest moment in the Eels recent history. Exactly. This was, Mm. this was, this might be the, this is the best team the Eels have had since 1986. And as soon as they lost this game, it was over. And they never got back to this point again. They didn't even make the finals the next year. And there are guys on this team like Jason Taylor and Michael Butner who had come so close so many times before with other clubs. And then this was their big shot and it, and it just, and it didn't happen. So I think there's an element of tragedy to this game that makes it more compelling than 2020. So I'm voting for 01. Scotty. You've almost swayed me on that last point camp on the, on the legacy of it, so to speak, because of, uh, this, like you say, this is the this is the one that Paris should have won. 05, I would argue, is the other one they should have won, but mm. they they didn't even get to the grand final there. 
my initial thought was 2020, just because I think Penrith in 2020 played better in the grand final than Parramatta do in 2001. Um, so therefore, for mine, it makes it a better game. Like you go through Melbourne's tries there, like they're not they're not fluky tries, but it wasn't like Melbourne completely outplayed Penrith in the first 50 odd minutes of that game. Like you look at the scoreboard, and right? I, think, I guess. <laughs> well, no, I actually did think as I was like, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's funny, right? Because my memory of this game is like, I remember like we were there and I, I remember um, like getting messages from people being like, seriously, what is Gus on? Like they're getting beat by 26 points. Penrith like, are on top here is an iconic line. <laughs> yeah. And like clearly Penrith aren't on top in that game, but going uh, before the 20, before the um, Melbourne Penrith prelim final this year, I made a point to sit back and watch this game because Penrith made such a big deal out of, how that 2020 grand final steeled them for the success they've had since. And like a Melbourne were really niggly. That was typical. Like, you know, that's what Melbourne do well, but B like, it sort of hit me like Penrith weren't as bad in this game as I thought they were when I watched it back in full. And like Penrith's comeback, I, I think, well, no, they both come back, but I think there's a bit more to Penrith's comeback as well than there is to Paris. Like Penrith have you believing for a little bit longer. So mm. just for the closeness of that, not on the scoreboard, but the I think the two teams are closer in 2020, uh, which has me yeah. voting for 2020 ahead of 2001. I mean, Bunga, they both... Bunga, they... Before, before yeah. you make your pick, I've got one more point, right? Okay. And this is not something that could have been avoided, but given there were only 37,000 people at the 2020 Grand yeah. Final, it does not feel like as much of a Grand Final to me. Mm. And Can... that that is, that is just how it is. I'm not saying that it counts for any less or whatever, like a premiership's a premiership but it's not the full crowd. It's not the proper grand final experience. And to me, that, that does matter. It does. If, you, if, um, you, if you're picking, if you're picking which one's better or which one, you know, yeah. Which one's better than I think that does matter. Yeah. I think you both make excellent points to me. The main thing that stuck out to me was just how much I remember that Eels team and how mm-hmm. much we think, what if with this team, like how much more winning this would have meant to Parramatta fans than winning 2020 would have meant Penrith fans with what we know now if we'd been asked to compare these two in the off season straight after it happened I might have gone 2020 because we wouldn't have known that Penrith were going to go on to be three peak grand final winners but with that now knowledge now in our brains I'm going to go with 2001 and it will make our official round of 16. What a time for it I know we I will it. I will say by the way if anyone wants to hear more about the 2001 grand final we did a greatest games back during COVID with Big Knights fan Harry Ramage talking all about this game. So uh, if you just Google it, Boom Rookie's Greatest Games, you'll you'll find it pretty easily. So okay. that means one of our McIntyre systems is now set. Correct. And like, please remember that these were entered in a totally random, random order. So the te- the team that we've got, the grand final that we've got in first, doesn't mean we think it's the best. Correct. It's just the one that got it sort of got spat out there. So yes. Bungard, would you like to read out our first McIntyre system? I sure would, Nick. And again, if people, if you're a relatively new listener to rugby league, or you just forget, or you're a bit younger, the McIntyre system works it's as system. it's 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 a terrible system, which these two love. But it worked as follows: it was the rugby league final system for quite a while. And how it works is, in the first week of the finals, fourth place fifth, third place sixth, second place seventh, and first place eighth. The two highest ranked winners get a week off and go straight through to the final four, and the two lowest ranked losers get knocked out. So the four teams in the middle play sudden death knockouts in week two of the finals. Of course, what that meant is you often had meaningless games between fourth and fifth and third and sixth. It didn't matter, which we will have today. But these two, for some inexplicable reason, are still in love with it. They're still pine for it. 
Uh, I think it's dumb, and I'm glad that we've moved on from it. But now you it's know the dumb. format. The, the reason I like it is because it's dumb. That's fair. The Can reason I, I like it is because it's dumb. Because now, like you say, we had meaningless games. Yeah. To me, a lot of the time... We're not turning this into an argument. No, about no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, with the current system we have now, to me, a lot of the time, the one verse four and two, two verse three games mm. are underwhelming. And I think when you have two teams that good meeting in the finals... It, the stakes should all. That is the high. only credible argument. I think we've we oh. we all agree that like uh, look, I personally think the best final system is the one the NFL has with the the well now it's seven, but when it was six, first and second week off, third place, six, fourth place. But they'll never ever get rid of a no. round of finals games. So I know no. that that's never going to happen. But that is, in my opinion, the best final. System. I do too. I I honestly I personally don't like the idea of a team being able to lose a finals game. I agree with I agree, but that happened, comp- and that happens that happens yeah. all the time now. But it with the it, with the current setup. Did that ever happen in the McIntyre system? It did. It did, okay, but only only once or twice. Terrific. Two, two quick defenses for the McIntyre system. Yeah. It's a higher probability of one V two in the grand final, which okay. are the best teams in the grand final. And sure. each position is rewarded uh incrementally more than the one below it, which we don't mm. currently have because um, there is no difference between second and third. So you you, you both mentioned you don't like lose like loser teams making it to the grand final after losing. Would you yep. either of you like to mount a defense for 2005 or 2011 where two teams made the grand final after losing by 50 and 40 in the first week of the finals after finishing fifth and sixth respectively? I, I like it when it happens that way because, ah. <laughs> because, because losing by a cartoonishly large amount it's and funny. then making the grand final it's, it's is funny. funny. I, it isn't fair. Whenever I make an actual logical point, you just go, but it's funny. Is it not funny? Is it not funny? Of course it was funny. Of course it was funny when the Cowboys lost to the, 50 to, to 4 and then made the grand final against down, the same team three weeks later. Do you go to the comedy club and ask for logical jokes? No. All right. <laughs> Our first bracket is in order from 1st to 8th, 2004, 2013, 08, 21. 05, 14, 12, and now 01, making it in in eighth spot. So we will start with the fourth, the fifth game. Traditionally uh, played on, on a Friday night. Friday night. It has to be played Friday night. After after, 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 yep. Um, 2021, Penrith defeating South Sydney. And 2005, West Tigers defeating the North Queensland Cowboys. The aforementioned Cowboys, who, again, lost 50-4 to to the West Tigers in the first week of the finals after finishing fifth, but still ended up playing them. In the grand final. Let's start with the higher seed, 2021. Um, the worst day of my life, maybe. <laughs> um, no, it's not the true. worst, the worst day of your life so, so far. far. <laughs> uh, Penrith getting their first premiership 14 to 12 in front of a sparse crowd at Suncorp Stadium, thanks well, to COVID. Sparse, but because Suncorp's Healthy. a lot smaller, mm. it's to me, this still has that grand final feel. Mm. Yeah. So that stuff I was talking about with 2020, that doesn't. So removing removing here. all of my emotional investment from this completely. This is a great game. This was a super game of footy, and it's it's because Penrith have gone on to win two more. I think it's sort of been lost in the wash a little mm. bit. But I, I I I yeah, this was a super game of footy, and this this matchup comes down to what are you going to put a high priority on? A great game of football through the eighty minutes, or one shining moment that we'll all remember for the rest of our lives. Mm. What is more powerful to you? The 80 minutes of knock them down, drag them out, you know, digging deep, everything you got of, of Penrith Souths or the Benji flick pass. Yep. Which, which, which way, which way Western man, like what are we doing here? Mm. Well, Scotty, I'll let you weigh in first. Um, what, what, what are you thinking 
first thoughts? Yeah, there's only one winner in my mind on this one. It's 2021. Like the 05 Grand Finals, mm. right, right? Like not just the Benji flick pass is the moment, Pat Richards fan, but like the footy that was played in that game is awesome and there's so much up-tempo footy. Like the, the ball's getting thrown around, guys are spotting gaps, are going through them. Almost all the tries are like entertaining tries. There's nothing boring about it. Um, and it's kind of like until Volandi's ball, and I'm not saying Volandi's ball is good, but it's kind of like it's the last real up-tempo, fast season we have that's real attacking footy until we get to 2020 in some ways, right? Like just the way that the interpretations changed after the 05 season and teams like Melbourne and whatnot were able to um, do what they did. But despite that, man, 2021 is just such a good grand final. It's edgy seat stuff the whole way through it. You don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Matty, it's got the moment with the seven yeah, pride in the set. Absolutely. But like Penrith after missing out in 2020, um, come back and win a grand final. Like this for mine is the best Penrith side. And they come up against a red hot South side who were like incredible that year. South had beaten them in week one of the finals. This is the best South side we've seen. I know they're without Latrell. This is the best South side we see in this period. For mine, it's a no-brainer. It's 2021. 20, yeah. So if the exercise was about us naming the best team or the best season in terms of like the impact they've left on the game or the legacy or the stuff. It's the 05 Tigers mm. by a mile, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing the best grand final. And whilst there were some great moments in that 05 grand final, the Benji flip bus being the highest of all them, Bryce Gibbs getting what I believe was his last try for the Tigers, even though he played for them for like another eight years after yeah, it that. Was, it, he didn't score another try until 2013. Fantastic. Stuff. Ridiculous try to Fantastic stuff. But like, in terms of us arguing about which, or not really arguing, we're, we're, I think we're all agreeing here, but in terms of talking about which is the better game, 2021 is one of the best grand finals. It's going to be tough to beat in this bracket just with the way the random draw played out and with the fact that a few of my other personal favourites are all in the other top eight. So, yeah, with that in mind, as much as this game pains me, and I'll obviously never go back and watch the full 80 minutes of this, I'll go back and watch Cody Walker's try every now and again mm. and then... Just the try. Nothing. Nothing else he did in that game, Scott. Nothing else. No. No, no other big plays. <laughs> do but, you watch the? Do you watch the Alex Johnson try as well? No, because that just reminds me of the fact <laughs> that Adam Reynolds misses the kick afterwards, and that's another moment, right? Like we. Mm. Like, how yeah. often do you get sideline conversion to win the grand final? We've only had it. Well, not this, to tie the grand final, this case, and then JT in 2015 as well. And both times, the, the guy who you trust with your life to make a kick missed. Sad. Uh, I still think it should have counted when the field goal attempt bounced over the crossbar. There's no uh, I... rule. There's no rule that says field goals can't bounce over the crossbar. Okay, yeah, bud. Uh, well, it doesn't matter which which way I, which way I vote because you know you guys already picked 2021. But I actually think I'd go 05. I do. I I think I think the the Pat Richards try off the Marshall flick pass is 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 enough. I think that's the greatest try ever scored in a mm. grand final. If you're doing grand final moments, that's a firm, firm, yeah, top five. A yeah, firm and, top five, probably a top three. Yeah, mm. and I'm, go- I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going 05 almost purely based on that. Um, okay, I was, I was at, I was at 05. It was one of the very first grand finals that I got to go. I was to, also there, yeah. And I was Likewise. way up, I was way up in the nosebleeds, right? Because you mm. know you can't can't get tickets. Tickets are expensive. And when Benji makes the bust and throws it inside to Pat Richards, I'm too far away to sort of see what he's done. And I didn't realize what he'd done until they show the replay of it. And if you go back, go back and watch the replay of the game on YouTube, when they show that first replay and everyone sees what he's done, 
you can hear the crowd go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I've, I've never heard a footy crowd do that in a grand final about a try. You know what I mean? I've never, I've never seen that reaction again. And it's something that I'll remember yeah. the rest of my life. I was, so, I was there. I, I've got a little bit of a take for you. Okay. I love the West. I love the West Tigers. I was there with two of my mates, AJ Nickel, mad Tigers fans, AJ who broke his seat at the stadium after celebrating a try and then took the broken seat home with him. Which, as, which try was he celebrating? I don't remember. It was second half. I think, uh, it, it, it might have been the, it might have been the Peyton one at the very very end. Fuck yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Either way, he took a broken big home home race. Fantastic stuff. That's good but stuff. My take on that is because I was with them for every step of the way in that final series, kicked every ball with them, went to all their finals games. The best game of that final series is not the grand final. It's the Dragons? Tigers Dragons prelim, yeah. which to this of, day, yeah. which to this day, is the best atmosphere I've mm, ever yeah. experienced. At a, I don't know if you guys were at I that was there. Game. Yeah, you I were there. No. Do you, Scotty? Uh, you might be able to back me up here. That atmosphere that day was like nothing at, Incredible. at that point I'd ever experienced at a Files game. And I don't exactly know why. Maybe it was because you had two fan bases that were starved mm. for success. You had the Dragons who'd got reasonably close a few year, a few times in those previous years. Had, were probably one of those teams that got that tag, oh, the best teams are not winning a grand final with that crop of really talented players that they had. Mm. And then you had this young upstart West Tigers team and you had two fan bases just so hungry and so desperate after a yeah. couple of years of Bulldogs Roosters dominance. And, I just remember you could cut the tension with a knife that night and, and every every ball that was kicked, every play that was made was just so deafeningly loud. And think, at one point, at one point, like five minutes before kickoff, we're at the we're at the uh, the northern end where where the where the big yellow scoreboard on the carpet used to be. And like five minutes I told you this before, Camper, but five minutes before kickoff, they just go, and here's body jar. And I turn around and body jar's playing on the carpet behind me. And they just played not the same in one in a million, and then the game started. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, I, I think the reason that 05 prelim is so big is because it's, it was, I think it was almost all diehards. Mm. It's, it's 40,000 crammed into yeah. the old SFS, which is a much better stadium than stadium Australia. It traps in a lot more of the noise. Mm. Um, I've done a few stories over the years on the 05 Tigers, including a really big, it was nearly, it was a long time ago now, but did a really big oral history on them back in 2015 or 16. Nearly everyone you speak to at the club says, yeah, that felt like that almost felt like more of a grand final mm. than the grand final did, you uh, know? So uh, I can, I completely get where you guys are coming from. I'm sticking with 05. Again, it doesn't yeah, matter. Totally. Cause he's gone 21, but 21 takes it this time. And right. 05 has to watch three games and this ride goes. the lightning. Will it, it make it? The I don't know. Well, I, Campo, the I Cowboys can, in 05. Here, here's a spoiler alert, Campo. The, you're going to get the defi- deciding vote in the next one because it's going <laughs> to. It's the third seed, 08 Manly Sea Eagles against the sixth seed, 2014 South Sydney Rabbitohs. And look, I'm not here to argue that the 2014 Grand Final is a great game, but it is the it, it's everything that surrounds that game, right? It, it's the it's the it's the pomp and circumstance. It's the forty two years. It's the drought breaking. It's it's the outpouring of emotion. It's it's at that time we thought Sam Burgess's last game for the club. It's after two years of freely heartbreak and two decades of incompetence. Souths finally get over the line and win the big one. And the flip side is you got Manly going up against the Melbourne Storm, the peak salary cap cheating Melbourne Storm, might I add, and absolutely dusting them, Scotty. What was that day like for you? Uh, it's, yeah, probably top. Well, for a long time, it was probably the best day of my life. It's no longer the best day of my life because... Oh, I have kids, grow up. Child, but Say the footy's better, Scott. <laughs> no, it's the best day of footy of my life. Family is temporary. Premierships are forever. <laughs> That's right. But uh, no, I mean, that, that is like you talk about 
uh, South's uh, years of misery. And I'm not suggesting that Manly's Manly didn't mm. go through the same torment that South did, but they went through a fair bit of torment there. The Northern Eagles years and and whatnot, obviously not as much torment as North Sydney either, but still, uh, and a lot of, you know, was it 72 hours or something from going bust and being all over. Mm. Um, so then 07 grand final when Brett Stewart gets knocked out in a tackle that would these days land Michael Crocker a four-year ban from the NRL. <laughs> um, You're not bitter. You're not Well, it'd still be gone for these days. But anyway, but then, oh, wait, like it's, it's um, I know 40 nil record scoreline, but at 8 nil at halftime, it is still game on. And then mm. uh, there's some great manly tries in that. The Steve Bell try is great. The Brent Kite one from memory is great. Great as well. I'm getting things mixed up. Yeah, yeah. And then then there's obviously the moment we talk about the Pat Richards try being one of the top five or top three NRL grand final moments. I would say that, well, personally, I have Steve Menzies is my try is my favorite moment in rugby league. But yeah, mm-hmm. for the neutral, I think it's probably in the top two or three, maybe top five at least grand final moments of this era. So I'm obviously going to say 2008. But I will say, I actually think, again, 2014 grand final is not as one-sided as people think because there's a point early in that second half where James Graham is going off and he's got the Bulldogs absolutely rolling and it's kind of Still like... Of murdered Dave Tyrrell. Murdered Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like, And it's almost like a throwback to like older times, right, where there's two English forwards just going nuts mm. and then the Bulldogs give way in the last 20 minutes. But obviously my vote is the 2000. Yeah, but the thing, that, the thing that strikes me about these two games is like much like 01 and, and, and 2020, they're, they're very similar in a lot of ways because you've got... That you've got a couple of teams, and I guess Manly had an amazing period in the 90s as well, but this was a team that had been a little bit star for success at this point, were so close to going into business, I guess were technically out of the comp when they were the Northern Eagles for a brief period there, and Souths, and everyone knows about Souths probably well. And then you look at the look at the final series that both of those teams had. So Manly won by 30-odd against the Dragons, they won by 30-odd against the Warriors, and they pumped them in the grand final. Souths were very similar. They're up 40 nil against Manly in that first week, the finals in oh, 2014. Manly got a couple good? of late tries, but it's not bad, Nick. Remember Lottie Takiri putting, putting Jorge Tafur on a poster? And then in week three of the finals, they're down twiddle against the Roosters, but they scored 32 unanswered points there against their arch rivals to, to, to get into the grand final as well. So very similar, very dominant paths for both of these teams. And Scotty, this game was also quite clear. You mentioned Manly's were only up 8-0 at halftime. Souths were only up 6-0 at halftime. Yeah, yeah. It was hanging on a knife's edge. And actually, it gets back to 6-all at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's a closer scores, game than people remember, which is bizarre. Like again, if you go back and watch that game, or even just look at the stats, like South should have won this game, and they end up do winning this game by thirty. But in that first half, they should have been up by a million points. They were completely dominant. Mm. They had four or five line breaks. They bombed a couple of drives. They were tried disallowed because Josh Reynolds drops the ball. I think it's Josh Reynolds drops the ball, and which forces an error. But they go back and look after they score, and he's got he got hit high. Dale Finucane should have been sinned in professional foul. Like they, they were so dominant, it wasn't even funny, but they didn't have the points to show for it. Obviously, they run away with it towards the end. So these two are very similar. So you've just nailed it there, Bungard. Souths run away with it towards the end. So with 10 minutes to go in 2014, Souths are up 14-6 and mm. Canterbury's attacking their line. They get three, three sets in a row attacking the, the South Sydney line and they look dangerous a couple of times. But eventually, like a pass gets knocked down and Souths get it. And then from that ensuing set, they run down and they score the first of their tries. I can't remember who it's it was. Kira Tomiava. That's it. Yeah. And then they score another, what? Two more another after two. that. The one where yeah. the uh, uh, Parrot runs into the post and Adam Reynolds cleans up the kick and scores. That's it. Yeah. And, and then the GI scores and, and does it. And the then the GI one. Hmm. So 
I have always thought of the 2014 grand final being a closer game and a better mm. contest than the scoreline ever showed. I know Bungard disagrees about that. We've had a lot of talks about it in the past, but I think even though Canterbury on paper are probably pretty clearly the worst grand final side of the NRL era, I think they give a little bit, they give a much better account of themselves. They dig it. They dig it. Than mm. the, than the scoreline ever showed, you know? Um, and while Manly 08 is, you know, the record, a, a, a grand final record that will probably never be broken. I get nervous every year, Camper. Every <laughs> year when a team starts going to win. Were you nervous in 20? You might have been a little bit nervous in 2022, I, right? I, 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 said to, I said to Scotty during yeah. 2022, you're in trouble, son. Like this yeah. could get this could get crazy. <laughs> um, But yeah, just like on the, on the merits of it as a game, I think 2014 is pretty superior and the like it again it doesn't take anything away from the storm or from the manly win but the storm not having cameron smith is something i can never ever get past mm. you know like, Ru- russell russell you're not playing the storm at peak capacity are you and it's it's you but it, 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 i love that though because it's the, like whenever anyone tries to denigrate cameron smith whether they're just a diet blues fan or they hate the storm whatever you just show them this game you're like, yeah well what happened when he wasn't there they got smoked because he's the best yeah. player we've ever seen. The yeah. So Brian Waldron the next day because Cameron Smith got booed only makes that grand final better. <laughs> <to himself>. <laughs> <laughs> I look honestly like uh, I'm trying to leave my personal biases at the door. I do think 2014 is a better game, but 08 is just so important in the history of this sport because you just never see results like this in a sport. Like it, it would be like the the peak Brady Belichick Patriots losing a Super Bowl 31 to nothing. It would be like. France going to a World Cup final and losing 6-0. Like, it, it, results like this aren't supposed to happen in professional sport. You're not supposed to get the big bad who dominates the sport, who, you know, go back and win the grand final the following year, I might add. You're not supposed to ever have the big bad get to the sword like this. And that's why 08 is so unique to me. But I'm going 2014. <laughs> I'm going 2014 as well. So you, you're gone, Scott. Uh, no, they finished third, mate. They're, they're, it would take a lot of third. Third can third can still be eliminated in the they, first week of the season. As McIntyre I keep being told system, by that's people, the of it. That it never happened because it never happens, and that's why the McIntyre system is just okay. fine. All right, well, we've got. Well, uh, the, let's wait and see, baby. We've got the se- this. This actually is a very. I actually don't really know which one I'm going to go on this one yet. We've got second place, 2013, which was the Roosters beating Manly against 2012, the Storm beating the Bulldogs. So uh, 2013 yeah. is a. Really good grand final that people don't talk about because they Agreed. hate the Roosters. That's true. You know? The great game. And that's that's fine. Like, if you hate the Roosters, you know, a lot of the time I'm right there with you. But it's a it's it's a it's a super game between two incredibly tough, hard-nosed sides. And the comeback that the Roosters have after being down 18-8 is pretty remarkable. It is a little bit sullied for me because the Sonny Bill Williams pass to James Maloney. It's so forward. It's so forward. A little bit sunny. It's so forward. And, and no one ever talks about it. No I one do. Talks about it. I, I, I talk about stuff. it. But yeah, it just, oh God, it just kills me, you know? Yeah, Scott, I mean, what were you, what were you feeling when you saw that pass and saw a replay of it? I was sitting behind the post for this grand final. So this was the last one I didn't work at. And I was behind the post and uh, my sister loves listening to the radio watching footy, right? So she's got a Walkman or whatever you call it in, right? It probably was a Walkman. She still had a is Walkman. Your, is, your, is your sister 85 years old? Uh, no, but she loves it, mate. She will always listen to ABC while watching the... Oh, that's good then. So, that's you know, all right. It's a good that's thing. A, that's all right. Um, and I remember 
like being pretty devastated at the point where they scored that try. And then Claire turning to me and just going, oh, maybe don't watch the replay because <laughs> they must have said on radio oh, that's gone five metres forward. And I was like, why? She was like, yeah, just don't watch it. You're going to be angry. And yeah, I was pretty angry. I mean, Manly don't help themselves with one or two performances in that grand final. Like David Williams. Oh, he had a shocker, is, didn't he? Oh my God, the worst I can remember in a grand final. Um, and the, it's the Justin Horro miss in the lead up to, is it that? What is it that try? It's one that tries one of those comeback tries in the second. Where are Guerra runs anyway. over him? Yeah, that, that's a pretty yeah. bad miss. Um, so mainly don't help themselves in that regard either. But I'm with you, Camp. I think 2013 is a massively underrated grand final. I, I reckon it's the best grand final since 05 in that in that run because we have some pretty lackluster grand finals if we're being honest between 06 and 2012. Um, so yeah. I think all the all the all the ones I went to. <laughs> yes, yes. I won't, I won't go through the numbers now, but I think I think there was like a five year run where every it's grand a rough final stretch. I went to Melbourne just apart from my night, Melbourne just killed everyone. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say like I think 2013 is a massively underrated grand final. I, controversial take. I think Daily Cherry Evans is incredibly good in this game. I know there's a lot of hate for him getting the Clive Churchill, but hmm. the more I watch that game back, the more I think he actually has a really good game. So for mine, it's 2013. 2012 has like, I think it's a rugby league lovers game in that I love the way that they are able to shut down Ben Barber in that grand final, just like they always find a way to shut down the big guy. Melbourne first tries a really good try. It's got the, like the cronk move there. And then obviously you've got the brawl with the James Graham ear bite, but for mine, it's a clear 2013. I I think that the storm in 2012 is arguably the best a team has ever played in a grand final. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. There you go. I, 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 re- I really agree. It's to- it's total optimization of everything that has made the storm good mm. over, over this 20 year run. You know, I think it's the, so Cooper Cronk wins the Clive Churchill medal and deservedly. So like just absolutely runs Melbourne around the park. His kicking game is, is superb. He, you know, totally dominates the match in a way. Very few players ever could, but you could have easily also given it, to Billy Slater, who scores that great try running off Cooper Cronk, but also makes some incredible defensive plays when the Bulldogs are started, starting to do their Ben Barber Bulldogs stuff. Or you could have even gone for, for Cameron Smith, who had a great defensive game in the middle mm. of the field, made a great try-saving tackle on Michael Ennis close to the line when the Bulldogs, you know, were, were really searching for something. And this is like real th- – this, I think, is the – 2012 is close to the peak of all three of their careers. This mm. is probably the best they ever were. This is real, like, bat in my heart, three-person God fucking Trinity type shit. And I'm going 2012 for that reason. You know, Canterbury play really well in this game. Like, Ben Barber does well. Josh Reynolds does well. They do a lot of the stuff that had got them to this grand final. But the Storm are almost perfect. Like, almost perfect. You know, they're they're perfect enough that there's not a point scored in the second half because the storm just put the clamps on them, mm. you know? And I know not everyone liked that style of footy. A lot of people said it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, but like around this time, I always compared the storm to yeah, Like, you know, those videos that you see, like there's that oddly satisfying subreddit or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, and it's video and it's just videos of like things working the exact way that they're supposed to. Yes. You mm. know, like technical perfection can be aesthetically pleasing in a way that like in a way that artistry is not, mm. you know? So 
for that reason, and because James Graham bit someone's ear. I was going to say, we haven't even talked about the biggest <laughs> like moment of this game. That's awesome, you know? So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going 2012 in the upset. I'm going seventh, defeating wow. second. That's McIntyre's system, baby. So it's all down to old MB. It's a tough one because, you know, I hate the Roosters, obviously. And I hate Manly. And I hate the Storm. And I hate the Bulldogs. So what I about, hate all the about, teams involved about, in this. 2012 gave us Jamin Lowe Premiership winner. Hmm. You got to love that. Scott, would you like to pander to me as well? <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that that's a good point. And I understand. And I, it's really hard because the Roosters win this one. So it's hard for me to find any positives in it for you. But mm-hmm. I just think that 2013 is a better seesawing game of football mm-hmm. and therefore keeps people invested in it and realistically it has like if we're talking about moments that michael jennings try yeah yeah fantastic try is a great grand final try. i'd say an often forgotten great grand final try and and also the game's not really sealed i mean it's not sealed until that point manly is still making attacking raids my memory of i feel like david williams stuffs up an attacking raid Mm. late in the piece and maybe i'm just imagining that because i've got that implanted in my mind for that game but like the manly have chances to win that game late in the piece before that michael jennings try yeah so going back to what i said earlier again if it was about the best team performance or the best season Mm. it would be 2012 storm agreed but because it's not it's about the better game and the more entertaining grand final i think is 2013 for me so 2013 goes through and 2012 is eliminated goodbye gone and you know what giving a spirited performance in the second v seventh matchup it's a tri- tried and tested tradition. That's 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 mm. a Viking funeral, dude. Absolutely. That's that's how that's how I want to go out. Yep. And finally, we've got our number one seed. I don't know why I'm saying that with such gravitas. It was completely random. But <laughs> <laughs> Bulldogs beating the Roosters up against the aforementioned 2001 Grand Final, where the Knights beat the Eels. Given one of these had to go through a play-in game, I think I know which way we're all leaning. But let's talk about 04 for a little while because this was such a great game. This to this day, remains a firm top five or so grand final for me. It's got the amazing moment at the end with, with the Andrew Ryan tackle on Michael Crocker. It's got the iconic moment of um, of Shannon Hegarty clapping because he thinks that Hazemar Masri is held up, but then Hazemar Masri rolls over and scored. <laughs> it's got however you feel about the Bulldogs and how they cheated the salary cap and all that stuff. It's got the, the sort of moment that their fan base have been craving for years after being probably the best team in the NRL in that time. And it's just a fantastic game of rugby league. Yeah. I think it's a dud. (gasps) I think I force a dud. Yeah, I do. I don't think it's a good game at all. When was the last time you watched it? A few years ago now. Go back and watch it again, man. It doesn't, it doesn't have it. It doesn't have it. Like the, it pissed down rain all night. The game is really, really scrappy. I don't think either team plays anywhere near their best. Um, and all that 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 stuff you're talking about, those iconic moments, they they do happen. Like the Andrew Ryan tackle on Mick Crocker is 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 incredible. But I think neither team gets anywhere close to their best. I think as a as as the culmination of probably three years of incredible Bulldogs Roosters matches, where both of them, you know, rose and fell and finally getting this culmination of that on the season's biggest day. Mm-hmm. I wanted an all-time classic, and I don't think this game is that. Scott. You know, I think in the in the in the moment, in the moment, you might think it's absorbing, it's grueling, and it's all that sort of thing. I've watched it a couple of times since it happened. This is the first grand final I ever went to as well. So you would I, think yeah. it would all and because of that, it'll always hold a place in my heart. You would think I would really, really rate it purely based on that fact, but I don't. Yeah, no, I 
I disagree, Campo. Um, I, 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 to be fair, I think I, Campo and I have disagreed on every grand final so far. And, and I think I remember grand finals more for the contest as far as like how long the game is in doubtful and how long you have a genuine belief that either team can lift the premiership. Cause ultimately that's what you're going to a grand final for, right? Like you're finding out who wins the title and, and anything, anytime a premiership that you know is played over 200 odd games comes down to the last tackle uh, for me means the grand final mm. is an instant classic. And I, I know that maybe isn't the purest way, but that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. Like, that whole second half, the last 20 minutes is just so tense. Like I mentioned my sister before. So my family are all Bulldogs fans, right? And I remember her crying like 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, why are you crying, mate? And she was like, because if the Roosters score, we don't win. And it's like that. That, <laughs> that is how it works. That's how it works. But like that, that whole like tension of that second half. And I know it's not the greatest second half of football, but that whole tension of that second mm-hmm. half where, you know, one play can determine the premiership mm-hmm. for me makes it a classic right down obviously to the last minute and that ankle tap and, and um, you know, obviously the Bulldogs putting three years of, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we all, no, no one feels, unless you're a Bulldogs fan, no one feels great about the Bulldogs that year for the salary cap cheating and whatnot, mm. but, but it is still three years of torment and, and drama, shall we say, that is sort of relieved in that and released in that one ankle tap right at the end there. So for mine, the, just the, tense nature of the 04 grand final wins out one thing i will say about the 01 one i know we touched on it before one thing that lives in my heart is the fact that newcastle conceded 49 points in a game that year and came back <laughs> that's why you hate them that's <laughs> why you hate them because they went <laughs> no, so it's a great stat. to proving your bullshit wrong no uh, it makes it makes the stats well, hang, hang on hang on if that was the case scott wouldn't have voted for 2021 because souths famously conceded more than 50 yes. that year and went within a kick of winning winning the grand final but, and um, I'll be happy when it one day happens. So it's, I, I, your, your I, empire of dirt is crumbling. Oh around god, you I, it's going to be the it's going to be the best day of my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I agree with Scott because anytime you can get a grand final on a knife's edge for the entire second half, you, I, I think that's a really strong point in that grand final's favor. And on top of that, there was some. It was the the Roosters are up two scores at half time. It's the mm. only time in the whole year of 2004 that the Roosters lost a game that they were winning at half time. And you mentioned crying, Scott. It gave us that great shot of that. Uh, that Roosters fan crying on I TV. I do remember that, they, yeah. That they yeah. replayed ad nauseum on like boots and all and shit for like years and years to come, which, you know, warms my heart. So Someone found them, didn't they? I can't remember what Griff Arnold was. I think, I think, was it? Did she did, she did something on the footy show or something. Was it like the footy show? I remember, I remember yeah. seeing it back and having a good chuckle at it. But yeah, it's, yeah, that, that is an all time off field. Well, this, yeah, this also, tr- this also treated us to the great sight of, um, of Master Chief from Halo being involved in all the celebrations <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because they were yes. flogging Halo to at the time. Oh, mate, remember the when the when we used to be a real country and we had Xbox on the black dot on the crossbars. We used to build things. Yeah, why did but we? But in Anthony Albanese's Australia, exactly. And he wants we, the he wants the crossbar dot to be blank. One more thing. One more thing about 04 was um, had Steve Price being ruled out. And a young Jonathan Thurston being the last man on the bench, and then I believe he later gave his gave his ring mm. to his price. He Is gave right? he gave Price his ring on the lap of honor. Yeah, and if Crazy. you can try and try and, try and dig up the the post game interview that Thurston gives, no one has ever been more pumped up yeah. to win a grand final than JT was. It's really really cool. I, I always just a side note on this. I always in my mind the old Masri try was earlier in the second half, like right at the, the second half, but it's the fifty third minute. So yeah. it actually, you're right. It's a big it's a better comeback than I remember it for. I always remember the second half being. 
like a bit like 2012, if you will, where it's low low scoring. But that's only the last 25 minutes of it where there's no points. Yeah. I always thought it was and half hour, 35 minutes. And Chris Fra- Chris Flannery's dick exploded the week prior, and he played like incredible shit. But so and he, he got he got fucking jacked by by Sonny Bill too. Mm. Got fucking belted by him. Yeah, I, I'm going 04 here. Well, I'm going 01, but it doesn't matter because Scott's going to go 04. Mm. Okay. Well, all right. So with that done, 01 and 2012 are out, which means that the first two matchups we did were a complete waste of time. <laughs> they all advance. Are you starting to see, listeners, how dumb this system is? These two are, but they'll never admit it. So that means we have to reshuffle the two lowest ranked, uh, two lowest ranked winners and two highest ranked losers into week two of the final series, which means first up we have the 2021 grand final against the 2008 grand final. Are we really going to waste more than a minute on this? Like, no, is I mean, anyone is I, anyone going to make a case here? I think I've made my case for 2008 being one of the highlights, but no, not even I'm going to suggest that 2008 is better than 2021. 2020, yeah, 20, 2021 cruises here is a clear better grand final. I don't think because we can talk about it again in a few minutes in in the prelim. So I don't think we need to say much more than that. I think we no, just, let's just it make through. it like almost every second week of the finals where the team, the two, I, mean, I don't know what the other one's going to be, but the team that emerges through an intense. Uh, mm. Win in week one or loss in week one, whatever it may be, uh, gets bundled out pretty quickly. What about uh, what about oh eight three C getting bundled out back to back straight sets? Great, mm. great stuff. Mm. You love to see it. Yeah, uh, and we've got two thousand and five up against twenty fourteen. Again, this feels like it's going to go one way, but I think it's a little less clear cut than the other one. I'm um, I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking with oh five for the reasons that I sort of said before. You know. I will also be voting for 05 in this one. Yeah, I'm also 05 in this one. But I would like to know if the NRL has concluded their investigation to Sam Burgess's head knock and whether he should have returned to the field. We're yet to get a response on that one. (laughs) You hear that, Annesley? Yeah. Bailey's calling you out. (laughs) Okay. Answer answer for your crimes on boom rookies. (laughs) Absolutely. Please do. Come on and discuss. Uh, So we're down to the prelim, the final four. God, this really just highlights how much stronger the second bracket of eight is in the first one but we have 2004 against 2005 so and then bull- 13 versus 21 yeah so let's start with 04 v 05 let's go back again nick so did anything that scott said when we discussed 04 just a few minutes ago resonate with you did anything he said kind of sway you a little bit I, I get where he's I get where he's coming from you know so he, he's looking for that tension he's looking for the result being in doubt the whole way through the match and all of that. But I stand by what I said when I picked the eighth placed 01 to beat the first placed 04. I I think this is a game that we all remember fondly because it was from a certain time in our lives. But I think if you go back and you watch it again, which I did, I think it was about six months ago, I was thinking of doing a big, Big story on the Bulldogs Roosters rivalry from that time. So I was starting to do research for it and I rewatched 04. And as a game, it's tough and it's tense, but I think it's quite low quality. And I think the fact that neither team played anywhere close to their best is a real, uh, what's the opposite of a feather in your cap? Um, a snake in your boots. Yeah. It's a real snake in its boot. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And while the you see the Tigers Cowboys game and you think like oh wow it's fourteen points that's a little bit of a blowout, the Cowboys score with about four like maybe about five or six minutes to go 
They've got to kick and that yeah. and that narrows the gap to eight. And if they kick that, then it's a one score game with with five to go. And I think in terms of both teams playing too close to their best football, I think we did get that in 05. We get mm. the Tigers running and gunning and wheeling and dealing, and we get the Cowboys doing some great stuff as well. Thurston has a really great game, him and Bowen combine for some really nice footy. And then 05 also has the Pat Richards try. So while I think 05's greatest strength is its single iconic moment, I think through the 80 minutes, it's a higher quality of rugby league match than 04 is. So I'm sticking with 05. Scotty? 05, it's it's not fair to say that 05 is like, like is just vibes because that's like. But they were immaculate. They were immaculate. You got to remember that. The vibes, yeah, I mean, but it's very strong on vibes, but like you're right, like the Cowboys are a genuine chance of at least sending this thing to extra time when they score or you know, a small chance of sending this thing to extra time. They give, they they give a better account of themselves than you remember. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right because they have the kick that would have made it a six-point ball game for a few minutes to go. Can I, um, like, I think one way of thinking about this is are the Bulldogs and Roosters of 2 to 4 better sides than the Tigers and Cowboys of 5 they're different sides. Like, I think we all enjoy watching the Tigers of 05 mm. more. But, like, I would argue that the quality of the Bulldogs and Roosters in 02 to 04 is superior to the Cow- Cowboys and Tigers of 05. I think you could uh, definitely it's, argue it's, that. It's, 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 but just it's, a, it. tough, it's a tough yeah. one because the 02 dogs don't really count because they're yeah, cap. Yeah. The 02 Roosters win a premiership in part because the dogs aren't there. That doesn't cheapen what happened, but that's mm. a fact. Right, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Then O three, neither of them are the best, mm. and then O four, when that that's that's when they find them. So I I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a kind it's kind can of. Can I ask a, a quick one. question? They are so different. Can I ask a quick question? I mean, because one of you guys might remember better than I do, but like, was there a was there like a was there something in the rules that changed in O five that sort of flipped how the game was played? Because neither the Roosters or the Bulldogs make the finals in two thousand five. No, I think it's more so the Roosters lose Freddie. Yes. And obviously that's a huge thing for them to overcome. The Cow looking at the Bulldogs team, they have all the guys from that grand final site the next season, except for Jonathan Thurston. And Steve Price. Well, he's, oh, not, he's not in the, the grand, grand final. final and, and it's not like yes. Thurston was a key cog in that machine at that point no, either. No, no. The 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 05 Bulldogs finished with the exact same record as the Rabbitohs. Yeah, the wow. Bulldogs. Are, the Bulldogs. Like that is quite a fall. I, I haven't gone back and looked at this season since it happened in 05, As far as the Bulldogs go, right? So there's probably Bulldogs fans who are listening to this who have a far mm. clearer idea of it. But my memory is their season. Like, do they have a stack of injuries? Like their season just never gets going. Well, like, well, always... right at the right at the start of the season, they play the Tigers, and the Tigers beat them 37-36 in one of the great games yeah. ever played. And then the next week, the Tigers beat the Roosters. And that's kind of like... That's right, yeah. That's the the very, very start of, wow, this team might be, might yeah. be something, you know? I think, I, think, I think personally, I think the Bulldogs really use like that siege mentality to, yeah. to, to win in 04. And that's great for a while, but eventually it burns you out because yeah. you can't fight against I, the world. I, I will say, I just used, I just, I just used, they both missed the finals the following year as a stick to beat them with. The Tigers and Cowboys both missed the finals. Yeah, in no, so uh, yeah, we go for a long period there. Where, yeah, well, the Tigers thing is so interesting as well, Scott, because they win the grand final and then they don't appear in a finals game again for five years. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's my thing. It's what I was getting at. So like, there's two reasons why I think 04 is firstly, while 05 is 
massive on vibes and it's got the great moments. And I prefer the football actually, if I'm being honest, I prefer the football played in 05 in that grand final. Like the actual football played, I prefer. Um, and the style of the football, obviously. But in 04, it feels to me that's a grand final three years in the making because you know, too, I know we did, we say the dogs were an illegal team and they were, but it was dogs, roosters, then a bit in 02, right? Then in yeah. 03, we expect them to, they play early in the season in this like game that we all say is, oh, it's, it's, it's like the grand 02, final. 02 is not like that, though. The roosters finished fourth in 02. But, was, but it was still the rivalry. Oh, no, you know what? It's sorry, I stand corrected. 03, 03 is when it kicks off. Yeah, because mm. because the roosters win in 02. Yeah, that when kicks the Bulldogs off. roosters play each other in 03. Yeah. It's like, this is the grand final we never got. You're right. So I stand corrected there. And that, that yeah, they, they, they play in the, the prelim in 03. Yeah. So we never, we don't get the grand final. We've, thought we'd get no the bulldogs play the panthers in the prelim oh, they play in the finals in at one point oh it's no. the bulldogs panthers 04. yeah sorry yeah anyway so but my point is that like so you've got this build-up that you know three everyone expects it's going to be bulldogs versus not expects but that's the build-up that we're going to have this grand final we didn't get last mm. year then they knock each other out so they don't get it and then so oh four grand finals kind of like three years in the making in that sense and even though this is my main point was it Yes, we don't see the best of the Bulldogs and the Roosters in that 2004 grand final. So in some ways, we consider it a little bit of a letdown maybe to what we think it might be as a, a clash in the quality of the two sides. Yeah. These two sides that say 80%, are they better than the Tigers and Cowboys at 100% the year after, if you know what Scott, I'm saying? Scott, when was the last time you had a conversation about the 2004 Bulldogs? I, I don't know. I'm Probably more recent than you think, I'd say. Yeah. You understand my point, though. The 05 yeah. Tigers have that great story through the yeah. season, and it culminates with this grand final victory and the Marshall Flick pass okay. and all that. And this same Dogs team has a similar thing. It has a similar. It has a story that culminates on the Knights, but it doesn't have the staying power. Yeah, and that might be because the 04 Bulldogs narrative is not as compelling as the Tigers. But I do think if the grand final is the is the is the end of the story. And it's not one that we talk about all the time. I think that says a lot. Yeah. Because again, we're talking about two teams in somewhat similar circumstances. Neither one has won a grand final since Hmm. these two years, you know, and I know the Bulldogs have had more success since then than the Tigers. But when we talk about the Tigers and it's always 05 and we talk about the dogs, no one ever brings up 04. Hmm. No one ever. So I think that that staying power, I think has to come in. All right. right, right, right. My my closing argument is... We we have we have three years of build up that is decided by an ankle tap from Andrew Ryan with ten seconds to go in a grand final that decides, you know, a, a and then no tap. one ever talked about it again. They didn't the Bailey house. Not not not, not, not till today. <laughs> they, so Nick, Nick I, I I will push back on that a tiny little bit because there there was a period where people still compared whenever a team was whenever there was chat and I think honestly this still exists to this day. When people talk about oh which team has the best forward pack, which team which team's forward is the most dominant, people still talk about the dogs of war. They still do. I, I don't it's think not so, like this. Mate, I, I mate I'm telling do. you that I've had conversations with people and they've mentioned the early two thousand bulls, the dogs of war. They had one of the best forward packs of all time. For me, the West Tigers are obviously the more memorable story. But they came out of the they came out of there like a bowl of lightning. They came out in 05, played some of the best footy we've ever seen, and were not heard from again for five years. I have to agree with Scott here, because it was three years of build up all coming down to one moment where if Michael Cocker gets through that line, they lose. And by the way, if they lose that game, knowing what we know now, the Bulldogs would still be on a premiership draft from the nineties. They would still have not won a grand final 
in the NRL era. And for a team with so much history and so much, so, so many great players and so many big moments, that I think would be gigantic. You could say the same thing about the Tigers, but again, the Tigers aren't held with sort of the same reverence. They don't have that history that the Bulldogs do. This is, a, this is a joint venture that's only existed for five years. And let's face it, before that, the Magpies were a bit of a joke and the Balmain Tigers were barely more than a joke as well. The 05 Tigers are the more memorable team. They had the more memorable season. The Pat Richards, Benji Marshall moment is one of the best moments. I agree with all of that. But it's what's the better game? Which of these games was I on the edge of my seat for? And I'll still remember high-fiving one of my mates, Sean, who was a massive Bulldogs fan sitting next to me when we watched this game at home. Whereas the Tigers game was over with 25 minutes to go. No, we just said it wasn't. So I'm, I'm going 0-4. No, we, but, but we it, just said it was. It, it okay. wasn't over. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. I've, lost, I've lost. You're both insane. You're both insane, but it's all right. I will add that I, in 2016, I wrote an article for the Herald ranking every single grand final. And I put the 0-5 grand final at 8th. And I put this grand final 0-4 at 4th. So I would, be a, I would be a hypocrite if I went against my own list. No one's going to research that. You're fine. I, I pulled it up for my own <laughs> benefit, but I, I'm going. I'm going with 04, which means that's through to the final to play the winner of 2021 against 2013. Heartbreak for both of us, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll get yours, 2019 boy. You'll get yours. <laughs> By the way, for, for, to the people behind the curtain, Campo tried to leave 2019 off the bracket yeah, completely. That was, that was a that was a genuine mistake. <laughs> But we discussed it. We literally discussed what that games. And you said you said 2019 never existed, and then yeah, Drew, 2019 never happened. And then you put I the can't list believe, together. I can't believe they cancelled. I can't believe they cancelled the grand final with 15. Crazy, to go. that Isn't was crazy. crazy. They, haven't, they haven't done it. They haven't done it before or since. We'll, we'll save that for part Absolutely two. Nuts. We'll save that for part two. But for part one, right now, 2021 against 2013, two great games, two heartbreaking ends for Scott and I. I think 20. As much as I hate it. I think 21's the better game. Yeah, I think I, I agree. Um, oh, all right. Well, while I think 2013 is massively underrated for a number of reasons I went through before, it, you know, 2021 is not, well, it is slightly forgotten in terms of Penrith's three-peat, three but it's not underrated. And there's a reason it's not underrated because it's a bloody good grand final. Like enough said, we're probably going, if we both are voting 21, we're probably going to go into it again yeah. properly in a minute. But um, for mine, yeah, 2013 is a very good or close to very good grand final after five or six years of mm. not great grand finals. I know Campo, you were a bit higher on 2012, but for mine, it's the best. 12's a good game. 12's a good game. But we, yeah, we but were... 13, I think, is yeah. better and it's a better one for a while. But 2021 yeah. is a... And, and I think that the as much as I hate it, the, the Cody Walker intercept is a far more iconic moment than anything that happens in the 20... Even, yeah, even, even, the, even with Jennings. the Jennings try. Like, like it, 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 it's a more memorable moment. You've got that fucking photo that I still see every time we lose a game. <laughs> just shoot me in the head. Yeah, um, um, I think we're unanimous on this one. I'm going I'm going 21 all right. as well. Um, means... for like, And I agree with all the reasons mm. you guys said. Um, I think it's just it's just a higher quality of fixture between two really good, like both these grand finals are clashes between two really, really good sides. But I just think 21 has a, a level of play and a sustained physical intensity that mm. 13 does not have. So 21 moves on. 21 plays 04 in the grand final. Uh, it's a bit anticlimactic here, but I'm waving 21 straight through. I don't think this is much of a decision. We've talked a lot about these games already. I don't know what, what else needs to be said. Yeah, I think these are both yeah. games that are well, these are both games that are similar towards the end. They're both on a knife's edge, but I think one is of much higher quality than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know, I haven't voted for 04 once, and that's not gonna change now. I mm. and I think that this Panthers win, when you sort of zoom out and you look at their four grand finals in a row all together, um, 
I think until the last 10 minutes against Brisbane, winning this premiership is, is, is Penrith's finest hour. Because while I agree with what Scotty said earlier on paper, that this probably is the best Penrith team. I think people forget now how busted they were going into the finals. Like people thought that people were totally off them, you know, not just, not just after South beat him in the first week, but in the weeks leading into the, finals you know like Cleary had been busted up Luai had been busted mm. up um well they they, they, had... they didn't have Edwards in that first week as well and they that's, yeah I yeah. honestly and think then, that's why they lose that game to South and, week and one. then yeah. and then in the grand final like Edwards has a has a bung knee Leota's not fit I think Toto had an ankle thing like they they had a lot of guys who were really really broken and their attack in the finals deserts them totally they only score they never scored more than two tries in a game and they get broken down to their basic elements, which is defense and physicality and Nathan Cleary's kicking game. And if they lose this game to Souths, none of what happens next happens. Mm. They, 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 like they would have, they would have gotten this reputation. They get that chokers tag that the dragons of choking. Yeah. Mm. And they go so, so close. They go like so close to having to cop that and having to feel that, but they managed to sort of fight their way out of it. You know, seeing this grand final is seeing the greatest team of all time forged in real time, mm. yep. right in front of you, you're seeing it happen, you know. So I'm but also I'm just 20. I'm 20, 21 runs up the score on 04 as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, I, I um, I, unanimous here. I mean, like I talk about the intensity of the 04 grand final, and maybe that's two teams playing at 75 or 80 percent of their ability. The 2021 grand final has the same intensity with two teams playing yeah. at let's say 95% of their yeah. ability or something, right? Like, I think that's a that's a really good point. South, like Souths play great. Souths play great in this game. They play really, really well. They give a know, great the, account of themselves. And I, 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 you're right. I think that matters a lot. Bungard, you'd, you'd be a far better judge of this than me. Is Souths better in the grand final than they are in week one of the finals where they beat Penrith? No, they were incredible in oh, in the first. Okay, they, yeah. they, the, like their, their defense was so good. Like, yeah, it's it's true, great in yeah. both games. Like they, That was the two. I honestly think those two games are the two best games they played in the entire Wayne Bennett era. And it's yeah, just unfortunate yeah. that, and I think like, I think of Latrell plays that game they win. Unfortunately, yeah, the, yeah. the Cleary, Cleary absolutely terrorized poor Blake Torf in that grand final yeah, that's true. game that's and true. stuff. And that I think is why we lost. And at the at the end of the day, it all came down to an intercept and a missed goal kick. I hope that in ten years' time or fifteen years' time, when uh, you know we're showing eighteen year olds at the time or whatever, mm. um, you know the the what made this great Penrith team great. Mm. I hope that it's the 2021 grand final that we're showing rather than the 2023 grand final because, and I know 2023 isn't this, and let's be honest, 2023 is the best grand final that agrees with the bias, whatever. But but what Penrith were able to do in 2021 when I think their team was their best team on paper, but at their absolute most battered, as Campo says, I think that to me sums up Penrith more than anything else. Because in 2023, they kind of have to go away from their style of football. To, not go away from it. They play a bit of a different... Yeah, like style. they almost stumble upon the success because Jerome Luai gets Yeah, hurt. yeah. Whereas 2021, and this is not to downplay 2023 at all, but mm. 2021, I actually think best epitomizes what this Penrith team is about. And as Campo says, if they don't win that game, I don't think they're anything like the side they are. Maybe they are, who knows? But I think there's a very good chance they're not the side they are now about winning that game. So yeah, 2021 in a landslide. Well think, said, Scotty. Anything else? No, no, I think Scotty just nailed it. All right, twenty twenty one will go on to the Super Bowl to play a player to be named. What are we? What are we calling two. this? This conference? You, I'll call them the Campo Conference and the Bailey Conference. How about okay, that? Okay, nice. So That's this is the nice. Bailey Conference because it's got all the manly ones in it. 
Nice. Um, yeah. Good All stuff. Right. So the twenty, the winner of the Bailey Conference is the twenty twenty one Grand Final, and we'll be back with episode two to discuss another eight teams, and then at the end of that one, we will pick the winner of the whole Megillah. But before we get out of here, a quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. If you go to patreon.com forward slash number rookies, you get access to an extra show every week, merchandise discounts, entry to next year's Coltrane Cup, uh, plenty more. And Scott Bailey will uh, sew a patch of your choice onto his work backpack. <laughs> yes, because I'm incredibly good with my hands and I'll definitely be able to do that. Fantastic. And thank you too. Chris Avnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne the Old Coot, Alex Sergicomi. Oh, $20. I wanted a peanut. Bertrand's eyes are not red and green. They are the pink of a rabbit in a spotlight. Broncos legend, Adam Reynolds, Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton. Hi, I'm Mitt Bertrand and I have redacted. How to speak San Franciscan. I also went to school with Bungard. I was saying Boo Ernst. I'm called Little Buttercup, poor Little Buttercup, though I could never tell why. I, Matt Bungo, could not be happier for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I've got a blank space in my fantasy team, and I'll write your name. Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks outside of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Midmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Michael, the climax to the supreme game of rugby league, El Masri, trailing by one to win it. He's got it away. It has got there. Murray. Morgan Watkins, my name is Nick Campton, and Rugby Union is my favourite type of rugby. My ding-ding-dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy. Origin Monster, the Club Monster, Formline Royal Commission. He's the new gag I have, by the way. Reese Brown, Rodrigo, La Flama, Blanca, Eduardo, Roxanne Clark, Stephen Vegas, Shanta, Ty, the Black Vegetable, the Off-Season Blues. The outro music is a vibe on 1.75 times speed. These white slippers are a binary African endangered rhino. Thor, Tom Hardy, was. We are now offering shout-outs to everyone lower tiers and our listeners, all listeners. Please send five of your Australian does to at the Matt Bungard on Twitter.com and Westlife Podcast and the Pasco Fiasco. Thank you so much for your support. And to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who listens, thank you as well. Scott, what have you been up to when, when, since the footy season finished? Uh, a lot of cricket coverage, actually. Mm. Um, World Cup. That, oh, was there, was there a cricket tournament on, was there? There was. No one noticed Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, my favorite cricket tournament? Books. That's right. <laughs> my, and, and by books, you mean the Wisdom Cricket Annual 2023, <laughs> which will show that we beat their brains out in a tournament that they rigged in every possible way for oh, themselves. Oh, the how good. How it's good. Like, I think the highlight for most, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the highlight for most Australians was not so much seeing Australia win, but seeing India lose a tournament that was yeah. a six-week coronation. I, I would have been cheering passionately for anyone but England in that final against them. Mm, mm, and I still yeah. would have been cheering for England, just not as much. Guys, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil everything a little bit here. Mm. Regardless of who wins the Campton Conference, my vote in the grand final will not go to 2021 or whoever's the Campton Conference. I'm picking the 2023 Cricket World Cup. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Again, it's quite like we've been very Travis, Travis Head said it's okay. We've been really spoiled <laughs> for big games this year. We had that. We had the like late, late November last year. We had the. The, in my opinion, the best FIFA World Cup final ever, mm. the men's men's one. The women's one was quite a good final as well. We had the Matildas. And then we had the um, amazing Super Bowl between the Eagles and the, and the Chiefs. And then we had the grand final that we just talked about, 2023. How good was it? And then last week, to cap it off, we got a fantastic men's cricket World Cup final. So you got to love it. Really spoiled at the moment. Now what? Uh, well, we do part two in a couple of days' time, Scott. That's what. <laughs> That's true. That's what, what do we now? do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, get the red line back to Philly. All right. Say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Scott. Say goodbye, Campo. Goodbye, Bertrand. And it's goodbye from me.